0: ball's basketball season has come to an end what in the heck happened (laughs) good lord we're gonna talk about it with a lot more welcome to the rocky talk times where we talk about all things tennessee balls my name is sean
1: my name is chase
0: oh gosh man where do we start chase we you guys know by now the march sadness tournament has come to an end for (laughs) tennessee we played the oregon state beavers as if it's not bad enough we lost to a team with (laughs) beavers and not only lost, I mean, I'm talking manhandled. Uh, I mean, everything was terrible. Defense was terrible. Offense was terrible. I'm gonna say coaching was bad too. I mean, every, everything. It, nothing was going our way. We we just got obliterated by Oregon State. Uh, I don't think we ever led a single time in the game, did we? No. I mean, we were talk- We didn't we didn't lead a single time in this game, and we were not a, five a single seeds. second. So golly, well, just. Pretty sure I know what they are, but what are your overall thoughts about this game, Chase?
1: Uh, disappointment, straight disappointment. Uh, yeah. I mean this this is just like a big culmination game of, of the entire season of what we've we've been watching for the last you know a few months and um, terrible offense offenses uh, led us to the to the uh, biggest downfall, probably the biggest disappointment in, in Tennessee basketball history with this a talented team as this one. Um, like you said, you know, didn't lead for a single second. We played a 12 seed in Oregon State. Oregon State wouldn't even have made the tournament unless they won the Pac-12. Um, you know, we were a five seed, which means we were, you know, top 20 team supposedly in the country. Um, but I mean, it looks like we were out of the 64 teams. We're probably ranked 64th. So, um, I mean, yeah, go ahead.
0: I was going to say you can go back and listen to the last episode. We were laughing at this prediction. We were yeah. like, "Oh, we we're like, should we do it next next episode or this episode?" And we were laughing because we we're like, "Oh, well, let's just do it now. We're going to win." No, no way we're going to lose this game. And we just get manhandled. It, it was just embarrassing. I try to support the Vols even when they lose, but it's really hard for a Vol fan to just watch them get destroyed over and over and over again. I don't
1: think – did they even hit a three in the first half? Maybe one? I think they hit it like right before. Like there's – you know, the media timeouts are every four minutes. And I I, I saw a stat the other day before I get to the three-pointer thing where it was like until the four-minute media timeout in the first half, we had hit – or we had scored 11 points. So at 16 minutes into the game, we had scored 11 minutes – or 11 points. Um, But to your point, I think we scored our first three-pointer – Uh, with like three minutes left in the first half
0: we just looked so sloppy i I mean there were turnovers and for a while there it didn't even look like we could dribble very good (laughs) and a part of me was like are these guys sick i saw a funny tweet saying you know did everybody get a concussion I i mean just everybody just looked out of it and i know barnes he said in his press conference that they were state, they had stage fright and all this. I'm not buying it. I don't believe it. it. I, no, they've been playing on national TV, you know, all season long. These, you have three five star freshman kids, or I'm, I'm sorry, two five star freshmen, and then Josiah Jordan James, who's also a five star. So you got three five star players. These kids have been used to this attention, you know, probably since middle school yeah. and early high school. So you know, I'm not buying that one bit. I honestly just think mentally they weren't ready they looked kind of tired it was just sloppy basketball it was very ugly to see and it's frustrating because Fulkerson. i say the word frustrated so much in this podcast but (laughs) and then fulkerson was out and i I don't know if people are still if emotions are still high because of that whole ordeal i I really don't know but i don't know you can't really use that as an excuse because they Mm. played really good against florida after that happened so yeah i'm not sure what's going on, but the three-point shot was absolute garbage the
1: Atrocious. entire game.
0: Absolutely. It was probably the worst three-point shooting I've seen in a Tennessee team since I yeah. can remember. And even, even the field goal, shot, field goal shots weren't that great either. I, yeah. I mean, how many points did we have in the first half? It was embarrassing.
1: See, I, you know, after like the first, you know, 10 to 13, 14 minutes, I, I – Honestly, I turned the game off until after halftime, and then I was like, well, you know, maybe we'll we'll drink the magic potion like you had, you had tweeted out, and saying Michael's magic juice or whatever it was. Secret <laughs> was stuff. Like, yeah. Secret <laughs> stuff, yeah. Um, so I was hoping we would drink that, but uh, obviously we did not, so. Um, uh, it turns out
0: the Beavers had that in their locker room. Yeah, they board. did.
1: Um, you know, we trailed by as many as 20. Uh, you know, we trailed it by 14 at halftime, so. Yeah, I mean, honestly, all you can say is disappointment. And, um, I mean, it kind of just just shows what the, the the whole year was kind of just a big disappointment in, in general.
0: Yeah, it was a super disappointing season. Um, yeah. I'm just going to be blunt. You know, it was very disappointing. But, man, I just don't understand it. And this offense, this entire season, has been atrocious yeah. I really can't figure out why. Obviously, Barnes can't either. I really. <laughs> this is arguably the most talented team in Tennessee history, and it's the worst offensive team I've seen in a long time. Yeah. I, I don't understand it at all. I mean, didn't – so we have some stats on here. Keon Johnson had 14 points the whole game. Yeah. Keon Johnson, 14 points. You know, one of our leading scorers had 14 points the whole game. Springer, who's who is our other leading scorer, had twelve points. And then other than that, it was what, Viscovy with eleven? Yeah. yeah. That's yeah. terrible. Those are these are like first half stats for these guys. Yeah. I just don't get it.
1: So do you do you have any idea what went wrong with this game? Yeah, I mean we just I mean it's been like this all year. We just don't have anybody in the post that can score. Uh, yep. especially with Fulkerson out. You know, we, we started with the uh, Euros at, at center, and you know, I mean, he's he can play some valuable minutes at, at you know, but it's a very few amount. Behind him, you know, you have Kamwa, who early in the year I thought he was going to be a bigger factor, um, just because he you know he plays decent defense, but he gets in, gets in foul trouble. But um, Inosiky has been a huge disappointment this year. He's been almost I don't think he's played any in the last. You know, last few weeks, um, his minutes have diminished very, very quickly because he can't make a layup. He can't. He can't really do anything, to be honest. And I think going into the season, he was supposed to be one of the guys that was going to back up Fulkerson, potentially even be a, a good starter and, and someone that could really help us on the defensive end. And then you know, if he if he adds some offense in there, then then great. But um, yeah, I mean, he's just been a non-factor. So. Um, We've talked. Go ahead. I was just going to say, I mean, the post is just what kills us every single time. You know, if our our outside shots and our three-pointers aren't going in, then there's no way we're going to score.
0: I feel like this game was a combination of we couldn't catch a break on anything. I mean, there were a couple shots that were kind of in and out and stuff. Yeah. But I'm going to be honest, they were just outplayed. I mean, oh, every yeah. single play. They were just straight-up outplayed, and you're going to get that in basketball. But yeah, they, they, they were just – they just wanted it more. I mean, you could tell. It was complete body language all across the court. And we've said time and time again that this is a Tennessee team that struggles on offense. We struggle to score for whatever reason. I, I don't know why, but we struggle to score. And even the announcers said it. You know, if Oregon State gets a big enough lead – this thing is over. And yeah, there's was. no
1: way we can come back from it.
0: It was over. It was over, you know, early in the first half, unfortunately. Any there was a little bit of a hope and glimmer when we went on like a 7-0 run and everybody was starting to get it, you know, okay, this has mm-hmm. to be the run if we want to have a shot. But just again, sloppy play just came back and Oregon State was hitting threes and they just they exposed Tennessee very bad in this game. And yeah. they Rebounding was atrocious. I think reba- Other than Josiah, Jordan, James, there was hardly anybody else stepping up for rebounding, which obviously is going to kill you. That's what that's what happened. And I know Fulkerson was out, but someone's got to step up. That's what a team does. Yeah. So, do you think? I don't think this made a difference. But do you think if Fulkerson was in the game, do you think he would have made a difference in this game?
1: I, I think he would have made some difference. Just you know, having a you know, somebody that they could, you know, game playing around, especially for Oregon State's um, side of the ball. I mean, I feel like that they they knew that Fulkerson would have been a bigger factor if we would have had him in there, and they, I'm sure they would have, you know. I feel like they – Fulkerson causes some of the defense to kind of focus around him because they know what kind of points and, and what kind of player he is in general. So, you know, I feel like it could have helped us out a little bit. But, I mean, we had – some open shots on the outside and we just didn't hit him so I don't know how much it would have really helped us in the end I mean I I really don't think that I don't think that we would have won um could it have been closer possibly but um you know Fulkerson has not been himself for more than half of the year so I don't know how much he would have been a factor to begin with either so um I would like to think that if we would have had him then it could have been better but I really don't don't think so
0: I don't think it would have. If the John Fulkerson that we saw dropped 27 at Lexington that year, yeah. like if he showed up, then maybe, but I yeah. haven't seen that guy all year. You know, I yeah. just haven't. So I, I think we've it would have been a little bit closer, but a little bit closer is still a blowout. I mean, they destroyed us. Yeah, it, it was just straight up embarrassing. So 70 to 56, the season is over. And like we've been saying this whole episode, you know, what a terrible – game to end a very underwhelming season for a very talented team. I just I don't understand. So so what's next, man? What, what's next for this team, for this program?
1: You know, what's next is, um, I, I feel like this is, the team that you're going to see next year will be pretty different, different. than the team that you're going to see, that you saw this past year. I think that they're going to go after some, some targets in the transfer portal for Um, Getting some post players, you know, the roster I think is going to be quite a bit different than what you see other than a few players like Josiah Jordan-James, Santiago Viscovi. um, And who else we got? Victor Bailey Jr. I mean, he'll be back and Kamwa and Euros probably, but I don't know how much of a factor that they'll play. So, you know, if Fulkerson comes back, great. I still think we need another post player to uh, help him out with some other incoming guys that we got go coming in, but um, just overall, what's next for next year? I mean, we, we got to move on from this year, even though we, you know, such high expectations, and then kind of falling flat on our face, going 17 and 9, 10 and 7 overall in the SEC, uh, making it to the quarterfinals, but um, you know, putting up a good fight against Alabama, but just not coming up close enough. Um, you know, it was a, a top-ten team start the year, and, and you know, we, we fell flat. So, uh, pretty disappointing. Very
0: disappointing. I mean, you're talking about a team that was preseason, you know, number one seed, top-five yeah. team. I mean, we were ranked number six at one time, which seems like a century ago. Yeah. I, just, I really don't understand it. That maybe – do you think this team – do you think – there's chemistry going on in the locker room that's like in a negative way. Do you do you think players aren't getting along? Because I don't I don't feel that vibe. I think they're all very close, but uh, maybe they're just sloppy. Maybe the freshmen are just inexperienced. I, I have no idea.
1: Uh, yeah, you have any, I mean it's hard to speculate on, on locker room camaraderie and you know chemistry overall. So I don't I don't know how much of a factor that played. I know that you know coming in with you know. A, you know, three five-stars on the team, two four-stars. Um, you know, the five-stars typically want to take over games. So, them starting, not starting early in the year, I don't know if they were, you know, more vocal in, in trying to get to start or, or what happened there. But, um, yeah, honestly, the, the downfall really started when just with just pure offensive struggles. Our defense has been top five all year. And uh, we knew that our defense could, could keep us in games. But, you know, if we, if we go on scoring droughts like we do, uh, there's no way that our offense can can keep up with other offenses that um, typically go on these kinds of runs, you know, 10-0 runs, and then we just can't come back from 10 down. So um, I think that was our biggest downfall all year.
0: Another thing about the game, too, was Pons. This dude... We needed his defense so bad in this game, and he fouled. He a, I mean, foul he got trouble. he got in foul trouble super early. Even you know at the beginning of the second half, you know he got he fouled a dude right away. Yeah. So if you take that away, our defense is exposed big time. You know, yeah. he, he's blocked how many shots? You know the past few games. So <laughs> it's it's just you know he's out pretty much because he's in foul trouble. And then Folksen was out. You know, you could argue that. Fulkerson was a big reason for the disappointment because preseason wasn't he like a you know a wooden award wasn't he on yeah. that watch list for the yeah. best player in the country and oh man that I don't know what's going on with Fulky but you know if he would have like I know I mentioned earlier when he played at Kentucky when he played at Lexington dropped 27 we know he's good we know he can be good. But if that player shows up, this team is so much more dangerous. And I think yeah. that's what a lot of analysts were speculating whenever the preseason was going on. So.
1: Yeah, Fulkerson being preseason, I think it's like a top 50 players in the country are up for this award. And then they do a midseason. He was actually on the midseason top 25 wooden award winner um, watch list too. And uh, Then you add that to Pons, who is a the defensive player of the year. I, kn- I know he's not – you know, an offensive threat, so to speak, but, um, you know, all we had heard in the off season was Ponce working on a shot, you know, he's going to come back and he's going to be an offensive threat, but, uh, I mean, that obviously didn't take place. And I mean, he's still, if he, if he wasn't good on, on defense and I mean, he, he honestly probably wouldn't be playing a high level D one anywhere. Uh, but he's a freak athlete. He's super good on defense. So, um, you know his his defensive uh, prowess is going to be um, help us on offense eventually, getting turnovers, blocks, and things like that. So, you know, having him coming in as the SEC reigning defensive player of the year, uh, potentially, you know, top one, two, three player defensive players in all of the country, and then uh, adding two five star freshmen who are highly touted, and um, you know, returning, I don't know how many starters, three or four. Uh, just overall from last year. And um, yeah, I mean, it's just, you, you think that c- bringing that team back is just going to um, make us one of the better teams in the country. And then we just kind of fall flat, like we said.
0: Yeah, and shout out to Springer and Johnson for making, you know, all SEC first team. That's a pretty dang good accomplishment, especially with the loaded, you know, conference. This year uh, I feel like the SEC Has been pretty dang good Which is weird Because Kentucky's Had a down year But you know mm-hmm. Missouri Missouri's looked good Arkansas's looked good LSU's looked good Alabama looks good So Yeah uh, You know that That's a pretty cool Thing to see the SEC Make them Make them get the All SEC first team So I was excited Excited yeah, for, the for the them Yeah They definitely deserve that Freshman All yeah. SEC So what do you think Caused the downfall Do you think it was Just offensive struggles Uh <laughs> yeah, I mean, it just it has to yeah. be that.
1: I mean, there's n- there's literally no other explanation for any of it. I mean, we just, you know, the beginning of the year, you thought that they were going to be okay. And, you know, we had some scoring um, really good games where we scored quite a bit of points. And it sounded like we were, you know, on the up uh, with our offensive game. But, you know, you thought that Victor Bailey Jr. was going to have a better year. Uh, all we heard was how good he was on offense but you know it sounds like with Barnes I mean defense is, is what he teaches and what he what he really loves and sounded like that's what kept Victor Bailey jr off off the court for a while and then uh, you know when he did come in he wasn't as much of a sharpshooter so to speak as we as we thought so um, yeah offense was the name of the game and it's kind of like football you know Previously, we thought the defense would win games, but now it's all offense, and, um, you know, our defense kept us in games, but our offense couldn't couldn't win us the games.
0: Turnovers, I think, killed us a lot, too, this whole yeah. season. They, they just were not taking care of the ball. Uh, John, I know Johnson had a lot of turnovers. Uh, I saw a stat uh, before the tournament that, you know, Johnson and Springer lead the team in scoring, but they also lead the team in turnovers, mm-hmm. so... Uh, that's just a freshman thing you know it's going to happen but but you still got to protect that ball um yeah you know turnovers are huge in any sport honestly you take a possession away for the other team to score so of course it's going to be a big deal but man it it was just so disappointing so much preseason hype for this team and oh gosh it's it's going to be a very different team next year with ponds gone Fulkerson possibly gone i think Johnson and Springer are going to be gone as well. So, yeah, they're definitely gone. Uh, definitely exciting point guard coming in, which we'll get to later. But, yeah, de- definitely, definitely a disappointing team. Definitely disappointing season. Well,
1: but, we've had a few disappointing seasons all over Tennessee athletics. Would you say that the Tennessee football season was more disappointing or the Tennessee basketball season was more disappointing?
0: That's a tough one, man. Football season, so as a season, golly, they both hurt. (laughs) They do. Okay, if we're talking specifically about a season, you know, I'm going to say football. I'm not going to disagree if someone says basketball because we had a lot of preseason hype, but the fact that we've never been to a Final Four ever, you know, I'm never really – too hyped up about basketball you know of course like Mm -hmm. i thought we were going to get to the sweet 16 and not make it to the lead eight If i'm being honest Um, you know that's just how it is but i know preseason hype we're possibly number one c gonna make it to our final four you know one of the best teams in the nation but i think the only reason why football for me takes the lead for most disappointing is just because we got another coach we got another athletic director where you got a whole different scheme again?
1: <laughs> you know how how many times scandal we, investigation? How
0: many times can we go in this go on this merry-go-round where it's the same thing every three to four years, yeah. and it's just like here we go again, and we're losing all of our best players in yeah. football. So at least you know none of our good players in basketball transferred. But I cannot dispute or disagree with people that say <laughs> basketball was yeah. more disappointing this season just because of the hype and stuff. But yeah. I'll say this, for football preseason, did you think we were going to lose to Kentucky? Nope. <laughs> and did you think, you know, we were going to lose half the games we lost? You know, I, I don't know. It, it's but you could say the same you, for you, basketball too. <laughs> you you could. But I think upsets are, I mean, it's March Madness. You know, there's a lot more upsets you know, in the NCAA tournament, in our bowl games, you know. I just feel like it's easier to upset in basketball than football. But that's just yeah. my opinion. But what do you think, football or basketball? Which one's more disappointing this season?
1: Yeah, I've been thinking about this all day, and I've been going back and forth because, I, you know, football was very disappointing, but it was all SEC scheduled, 10-game season. Going in, we knew that our team was – we thought our team was decent, you know, carrying that five-game winning streak into the season – and then we kinda of got our hopes up when we carried the eight game win streak and then kinda of fell off after that, carrying into, you know, a terrible ending to the season with the investigation, uh, you know, the staff firing and then all the investigations and things like that. So I mean that's super disappointing on, on that end, but I think we we and looked McDonald's. forward McDonald's and McDonalds. You know, it could have been Chick fil A, which would have <laughs> made it better, but that's fine. I mean But carry we're- We
0: weren't the laughing stock of the nation with our football (laughs) team, you know, or with our basketball team. Like, football, we were just – I think it was bottom of the barrel, man. Sorry to interrupt.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's it's so hard to pick one or the other. But I think after the football season, we're like, thank God it's basketball season. We're a basketball school. Um, We can can really uh, shock a lot of people this year, make it to our final four. And then, uh, you know, we can kind of ride off in the sunset and this – this football thing is going to take off eventually. Um, you know, we're, you know, it feels like 98 somewhere. So. Um, always. Always. But basketball, we, we knew that we were going to be so good. And we just, we wanted them to be so good. We had these, these incoming freshmen. We were top 10 um, at one point in the country, 11 and one. And it's just after that, I think we finished the last, uh, like, 19 games or 20 games, like 10 and 10, or something like that. So, I mean, with this team that's the most talented team on paper, coming out of like, according to recruiting rankings, um, things like that, I mean, we're the best team that Tennessee has ever had on paper. And we, we lose in the first round of the NCAA tournament. <laughs> to Beavers. <laughs> and a team that just couldn't score is just so frustrating with a team that's so talented. Um you know, a few years ago we had Grant Williams, Admiral Schofield, who just, I mean, they just took over games scoring. Um, our defense wasn't, you know, super great, but they they were good. Um, this team had a really good defense with a terrible offense, and it's just uh, – um, I don't think anybody really expected it. So I'm going to say just because of expectations, I think that based off of that, basketball was more disappointing just because in all ICC schedule, I think we, we kind of expected a 500 season, five and five, six and four maybe at best. And, uh, you know, it turned out a little worse, but expectations weren't as high.
0: Yeah, I definitely agree, agree with you that the expectations were much higher for basketball, but man, yeah. at least Rick Barnes didn't cheat and, lo- <laughs> and only win three games. I mean, that's golly. That's <laughs> It just, it just hurts, man. It just absolutely hurts, and uh, I don't know, Tennessee. Why why did I have to be born in Tennessee, man? I know, out of all, out of all the states. So, yeah. They, regardless, they were they were both atrocious. They were both embarrassing and disappointing. But we still love you, balls. We love you, ball nation. But my goodness, it's. it's Someday toxic. we'll
1: have a positive podcast.
0: It's tough sometimes. It's really tough. Oh, so Rick Barnes, obviously he's staying next season. Who's going to be gone on the team?
1: Yeah, like we were saying, next season's going to be a big change. I, I'm like ninety nine point nine percent sure that Keon and and uh, Jaden Springer are going to be gone. Yeah. Potential lottery picks in the in or the. Uh, 2021 NBA draft top 10 picks potentially I think I've seen them both in there I think Ponds is going to be gone no matter what whether that's in the draft or overseas or whatever Um, I think there's a few others that could be gone whether that's transfers or just uh, um, you know Fulkerson may test the waters in the uh, NBA draft or maybe overseas honestly I, I have no idea what Fulkerson's going to do and I don't think anybody else does really either. So um, I feel like those players are definitely going to be gone.
0: Uh, I think fulgerson has gone after his after his home game. You know, mm-hmm. whenever he got emotional and everything, but he's definitely gone. Uh, yeah. I'd be very shocked. The only reason why he might be on the fence is maybe that injury. You know, maybe a lot of people yeah. are telling him to get healthy and play another season after it. But I definitely think he's gone. So. Yeah, anybody in the transfer portal that we might be looking out for that you know of? I don't, I don't really keep up with that for basketball. I'm just gonna be honest.
1: Yeah, I don't, I don't really want to speculate too much, but I feel like there's there's some players on the roster that, you know, they just don't fit on the high level Division One um, yeah. roster, like Devontae Gaines. You know, he, he played some minutes this year, but I feel like he's. Um, I feel like he'll never get really good minutes, and I mean he's a decent player, and I feel like he could play at a lower level, Division One. I. I wouldn't be surprised with you know him being a, going into his junior year, uh, you know trying to test out water somewhere else. Other than that, you know there's there's a few others that potentially could transfer out, but I don't want to speculate on those. Yeah, well let's talk about
0: the ones that are coming back. So I think we got Josiah Jordan James. He even kind of confirmed it. You know, in his comments after yeah. the game, that you know he's going to learn from and get better. And then I think we touched on Vaskovi and Bailey; they're coming back. Who else we got? You know, anyone else coming back for sure?
1: Yeah, he has only said that he planned on coming back even earlier in the season. He he said that uh, it was his plan to come back. So, um, you know, I'm not sure if they're going to want to keep him since he kind of fell off or later in the season, or if you know we're going to Kind of tell him to go elsewhere. I don't. I honestly don't know how that's going to go. But um, you know, Olivier Komló. He's a relatively productive player when he's in. He doesn't play often. Um, and we have Euros Plovsic, who is uh, the seven-footer, who I assume is going to be coming back as well. Juris like probably he's a fan
0: favorite.
1: Yeah, I mean, he's a terrific. If he was as good of a player as he is a teammate. Um, that he would be an all-american but um yeah i mean he's sh- he just seems kind of slow out there i mean you know he's seven foot they're all pretty <laughs> slow at that at that height but uh, he just seems a little slower than normal
0: so that the kevin durant he defies yeah. the odds
1: <laughs> yeah he does yeah
0: i definitely think euros is a fan favorite i love that dude so yeah. hopefully he'll you know work harder work better and- I think he just we talked about it a little bit last episode. I just think he looks a little nervous. You know, every any time he gets the ball, mm-hmm. he's like, All right, who can I pass it to? I'm like, dude, you're seven foot. Like, go to the rim.
1: Yeah, seven <laughs> foot, I feel like you should you should almost be a scorer only. Um yeah. <laughs> but I feel like yeah, he's always trying to look for somebody else rather than trying to get in there and trying to score. Um, you know, when he's yeah. a few inches taller than their tallest player, so yeah, it's a little surprising but um know maybe we can try to work him out Some. let's hope so so let's talk about some recruits coming in
0: obviously the big name is you know one of the best point guards coming out of high school Kennedy Chandler so he told me he was a number 13 uh, overall player yeah in the whole class so that's pretty dang good and I'm not gonna lie that's really the only person I've heard of just because this dude has a lot of hype his tape looks really good do you know uh, some any other good recruits that are coming in?
1: Yeah, we've signed Kennedy Chandler, who's supposed to be fantastic, super good. He, he r- reminds a lot of people of a better version of uh, Jaden Springer, which is, I mean, that's a super good player right there. So, um, yeah. you know, if he can come in and be a better player than that, then, then I'm all for it. And then we have a, uh, a small forward, 60-second overall player in the uh, 2021 class, Uh Jamai Mashik. Um, I haven't seen a lot on him, but I know he's he's pretty decent. Um, I'm not sure if he'll be a instant impact kind of guy or, or if he'll kind of sit on the bench and be kind of a role player. Um, but I, I feel like he could be uh, a pretty good player down the road. Um, and then also there's a there's a player in the 2022 class. So in basketball you can reclassify. Um, to a previous class, so this 2022 recruit could could possibly be a 2021 recruit and come be on the team for next year. And that one that's been getting a lot of interest um, to Tennessee is Brandon Huntley Hatfield, who uh, he's the number six overall recruit in 2022 class. Um, uh, he's a power forward. I think he's like six nine or six ten. Uh, Big old dude, and he's really, really, really good. Um, So, I mean, if we can get him, someone else that can go with Fulkerson if he comes back, um, be a presence in the post, that would be uh, incredible, honestly.
0: It's almost like Barnes kind of knows the weaknesses of this team. That's why he's bringing in, like, Kennedy Chandler, and he's just hoping he can come in and score a ton of points. So, definitely excited. Hopefully, you know, we can get these guys because – we're gonna need a lot of help. A lot of people are leaving. A lot of good people. So,
1: also we'll expect see. a lot of transfers to come into big guys.
0: Yeah, I mean, who wouldn't want to play for Barnes? Which, speaking of Barnes, do you think his seat is getting hot after this game? Because I know I love Vol Nation. I'm a part of Vol Nation, but <laughs> I feel like we're hot and cold about things. You know, when we when we lose a game like that, there's a lot of people out there that just say, you know off with his head fire him he's done I can't take it anymore you know but you know after a couple days it seems to kind of settle down a little bit yeah so I know emotions are high and everything nobody was happy but do you think Barnes is possibly on the hot seat
1: you know I don't I don't don't honestly think so I think he's I think we're going to keep him until he wants to retire honestly I think he's going to continue to bring in some pretty good recruiting classes along with his assistants and uh um, you know, continue to get us to the NCA tournament. You know, we're not considered a blue blood by any means uh, for any for anybody, really. I mean, we're just a team that can make some noise at some point. But hopefully, uh, Barnes can be the one that turns it around to where we're consistently, you know, making it to the Sweet Sixteen or or something like that. But I, I honestly don't think that his job is uh, threatened by any means.
0: I don't either. Uh, listen, I, I know a lot of people joke saying we're a basketball school now, but we're not. We're
1: <laughs> <Let's laughs> a baseball just, school. Our,
0: yeah. Our basketball program has improved a lot, but, you know, we're definitely going to keep Barnes, even if he has a very disappointing season and loses the first round of the tournament. That, yeah. That's just my opinion. I don't see that changing. This dude is bringing in some of the best players and competing for some even better players, you know. Yeah all across the nation. So he's up there It's one of the best coaches, and I, I don't think – I mean, yes, he's got a bad postseason record, but I, I don't think he's going anywhere at all. So, But uh, speaking of coaches going other places, you mentioned Kim, e- Kim English. So he's one of our top assistants, and he's possibly leaving You know, for a head coaching job. So yeah. what, what do you think about that? Tell me about Kim English.
1: Yeah, so Kim English is we, – we hired him for this year – and uh he's been one of the hottest names in, in like the you know the coaches under 30 or 35 however old he is but he's he's one of the hottest names out there for not like big time power five jobs but someone that's an up-and-coming coach that's definitely going to be you know a big time coach down the road has some big programs but uh george mason opened up university over in uh, i think it's in washington dc somewhere around there um sounds like he's their number one on their list, and it sounds like he would probably take that position. Um, A lot of Tennessee fans were hoping that Kim English was the, you know, the coach in waiting under Rick Barnes and that we could keep him as long as possible. Supposed to be known as a super good recruiter, so, um, you know, it would be sad to see him go. uh, But, honestly, I could see him taking a head coaching position just to kind of get his career uh, started in the head coaching ranks.
0: Yeah, I mean recruiting's everything in college, <clears throat> and any time you have a very good recruiter, you need to try and do everything you can to keep him. Yeah. And if he's if he's an up and coming coach, we definitely want to treat him with respect and hope he doesn't leave.
1: But do you know how old he is? He he sounds young. Yeah, he's he's around like 30. I don't think he's I, I think he's younger than 35.
0: Yeah, so anytime you have someone that young who's doing what he's doing, I mean, yeah, you need to try and do whatever you can to yeah. keep him. So even if he leaves Val Nation, treat him well because maybe we might <laughs> need him to come back. Yeah. <laughs> so, well, March it's March sadness for VolNation, but it's still March Madness for the other teams. So, what are some of the games that stand out to you? You know, what have you any games stick out in your mind so far other than the hurtful one where the Beavers beat us?
1: yeah not only the biggest upset so far that's happened um Ohio State losing to Oral Roberts Ohio State was a two seed um lost to a 15 seed and uh, Oral Roberts 75 to 72 in overtime um you know I didn't watch much of the game but I watched the end of it Ohio State had a chance but uh missed it for one of the one of the biggest upsets of March Madness history so um yeah I mean a huge game there and uh honestly super glad that ohio state lost
0: thank god for that not only do i not only can i not stand ohio state just everything about him but i'm so glad they lost the same day (laughs) we did because all the media kind of focused their shift Mm -hmm. on that so thank you buckeyes for just (laughs) absolutely dropping the ball against oral roberts i've never heard of oral roberts before but (laughs) Kudo, kudos, to them. Do you, do you have you ever heard of that place? Oral yeah, Roberts? I've
1: heard of them. I, I have no idea where it's at, but I know. Where I'm it's talking been. about before the tournament. No, yeah, they've been they've been <laughs> in the tournament a few kidding. times, I think. But yeah, I mean, I have no idea where they're located. I don't even know what their mascot is. So,
0: Oral Roberts, yeah, uh, kudos to them. But that Virginia Tech and Florida game was really good too. Both of, yeah. both of these games went into overtime, but uh, man, Virginia Tech hit a three, you know, to take it into overtime at the last second. That was yeah, really cool to 1. see.
1: Yeah, with 1.5 seconds left. I had him picked. I picked the Hokies to win against Florida because I hate Florida. Um, but of course, they had to come out on top in the end, so um, pretty sad there, but um, especially now with, you know, Ohio State and Florida, uh, they're in the same side of the bracket. They were going to Whoever won that game was going to play the play the next between the Oral Roberts. So now it's Florida versus Oral Roberts. So a 15 seed versus a seven seed to make it to the Sweet 16. So unfortunately, the Florida Gators most likely are going to make it to the Sweet 16 on a cupcake game in Oral Roberts.
0: Yeah, man, that's awesome. We got to give a shout out to our boy Omar Payne. Congrats, man.
1: Yeah. So. Hopefully, you get to play this game, you bum.
0: <laughs> Did you see? Uh, I can't remember the guy's name for Florida. But he got hit in the head as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Applebee. Yeah, everybody's going crazy about, ooh, karma, ooh, karma. I was like, Applebee didn't do anything. (laughs) So, who knows? Who knows, man. But those are probably the biggest, obviously the biggest upsets by far. Ohio State and then, of course, us. So. Well, what's your, uh, I know we got some Final Four predictions with our little bracket challenge. So, remind me, who do you got in your Final Four?
1: Yeah, so I have Gonzaga versus Alabama in the final four and then on the other side of the bracket I got Arkansas versus Illinois so two SEC teams making it now that um, Ohio State's lost in that that side of the bracket Arkansas is a three seed which it was in the uh, Ohio State bracket with Baylor as the one seed uh, now I feel like it could be even, even more of a chance that Arkansas could make it so um, hopefully that'll happen but yeah,
0: who you got? You better hope Arkansas picks it up, man. They I, know, I, thought, they for minute, rough. I thought for a minute they were, they were going to absolutely drop the ball. Yeah. I'm a little bit nervous, man. Uh, I try and do upsets and everything. I think I have three number one seeds of my final four, yeah. which is not going to happen. But I, I got Gonzaga against Texas. Okay, I'm taking a shot in the dark. Come on, <laughs> Longhorns. And then uh, I got Baylor versus Illinois. So, yeah, it'd be a good game. Yeah, to me, Illinois and Gonzaga are kind of separating themselves. You know, they 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 just they look really really good. Yeah. And then I look I looked at our preview and we both have Gonzaga against Illinois in the championship.
1: And Gonzaga winning it.
0: Yeah, with the Bulldogs winning it all. So,
1: who knows? If
0: Gonzaga wins it all, will this be the first time in a long time that someone's went undefeated and then just taken the run at the tournament? Yeah, yeah, I think the it was uh, it?
1: Indiana Bob Knight, and I thinking in the eighties was the uh, the only team I think to go undefeated or thirty two and o or something like that. I forgot what the. Thirty two. I don't know if someone else has gone undefeated, but not thirty two and o. Uh, but it's Bob Knight's Ill- Indiana team in the eighties.
0: Anytime I think of
1: Bob Knight, I just
0: think him throwing that chair. That out chair, the yeah.
1: That yeah, uh, That's there. funny.
0: I actually like Bob Knight a lot. Uh, yeah. I don't know why. I like a lot of the basketball, you know, coaches and yeah. analysts now. I like Dicky V too. I know a lot of people give him crap, but I would totally get a selfie with Dickie V if he ever came to Knoxville. <laughs> that dude is that dude is cool. I love that guy. Yeah. So, well, man, it was a very disappointing season. Do you have like a highlight, you know, like a favorite moment or a favorite game? It's, I'm trying to be optimistic <laughs> as possible here. It's really difficult. But uh, uh, any, any positive thing? Honestly, the highlight for me was uh, two of them. is was when um, Keon Johnson had that insane dunk. Yeah. And then whenever Fulkerson was hugging everybody, whenever he was about to head back to the bench and he got emotional. So, yeah.
1: Those are probably my two favorite things. What about you? Yeah, probably the number one was just us beating Kansas. Uh, anytime you can beat Kansas by 19 points, I think it's a pretty big accomplishment, even with the disappointing season. Kansas was a three seed in this March Madness and they won their game today so um yeah I mean that those were Keon's dunk and Fulkerson just going out on top well not really out on top but um just kind of celebrating with his teammates and fans and what fans were there um yeah, it was good good to see
0: yeah it was the low point for me honestly was probably uh this tournament is yeah. awful. Yeah, I think that you could argue, but I definitely think this is the worst game we played this season. I think we looked worse here than we did against Florida that game. Yeah, two. and we looked bad against Florida that yeah, game. Yeah, looked real bad. I don't know, just they picked a horrible time to show their worst game. So I know. Well, well, man, do you have any closing thoughts on anything? Anything else you want to touch on before we wrap this up?
1: I'm a Gonzaga fan now, so um, pulling for Gonzaga. (laughs) They're my new favorite team. I think I'm going to move to uh, Washington. I think is where they're located. I don't even know, but
0: yeah, I think it is. I think it's Washington. Yeah, I'm
1: a a newfound Gonzaga fan. So if you uh, going forward, if you want to know any Gonzaga facts, just hit me up.
0: When I was in high school, one of my best friends, he loved Gonzaga. And it was only because of that Adam Morrison guy. Yeah, he's, like he the, was the, He just had like a hat on and like a mustache and, and warm-ups, and he would just <laughs> light it up. And he was probably the most quiet dude in all of college basketball. He was yeah. so quiet. But and he would stay up to about. up by
1: 20 right now, so. Are they? Oh, they're killing yeah. it then.
0: Yeah, he uh, he would stay up till about three or four in the morning just to watch those games that would start late Pacific yeah. time. <laughs> so, all because <laughs> of Adam Morrison. Yeah, I don't I don't really know who I'm rooting for. I guess I don't know, man. This whole tournaments just got me down. I don't know who to root for anymore. <laughs> I, you know what? I'm pulling for every underdog for every yeah. match. You know, j- just make it even more crazy. You know, it's March Madness. Come on, like get some more upsets in here (laughs) so any any underdog left in the tournament I'm I'm rooting for you you go buddy yeah well that's going to do it for this episode of the Rocky Top Times be sure to check us out on Facebook the Rocky Top Times and also on Twitter Rocky Top Times 98 we got a bunch of stuff coming out soon for you guys I know we got spring practice we're going to talk about we kind of got to go back to our next week and then we got our position group breakdowns that we got coming up so we got to Finish those and stuff like that, but yeah, that's gonna do it for this episode. My name is Sean. My name's Chase. As always, go balls. Go balls.